This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how what goes on behind the scenes translates into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 22. Connoisseurs of sport, we're here. It's the scout. And folks, connoisseurs, guess who is back? <laughs> we have found the GM. I'm back. I'm back, folks. And not only have we found the GM, but the GM is now an official prisoner of the moment. Ah, uh, yes, I am. He is going to talk about, well, no, let me not spoil that. What I'll say is we're going to discuss Mr. Odell Beckham today yeah. um, coming off of the Monday night game against the Miami Dolphins, was it? Yeah, he's all the rage, right? Well, he's been the rage. He's all the rage, and I'm caught up in it. It's funny because the folks know um, I've been doing a lot of commentary on not crowning people too early. Right? <laughs> and and the GM comes back, okay, it doesn't waste any time bestowing a crown on a second-year wide receiver. Right, okay, flashback. Flashback to a and couple folks, shows ago. Before you go, let me, you folks, you wait until you see the size of this crown. Yeah, wait. Okay. And the weight. All right. So, flashback a couple shows. <clears throat> before I get started, flashback a couple shows. I you was throat. I was yelling at people for crowning Todd Gurley <laughs> for being the greatest running back ever, right? Yes, you were. Now, Todd Gurley's only a couple games in, at least only a couple games. And my argument. I've got a season and a half of Odell Beckham. 25 games, right? Yeah, 25 games. Um, and uh, I think I, I believe I said to you, and I'm going to be punished for this. I know this. Um, but I said, I see no flaws in his game. I see no adjustments that the defenses are going to be able to make for the rest of his career. And I'm saying he is the greatest wide receiver ever. Okay. Connoisseurs, do you hear this? I said now it. Now you know that the scout is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> okay, let's talk about OD because I don't want people to get this wrong as far as how I feel about him. I absolutely love ODB, and from that's the standpoint where we agree. Okay, is that he doesn't have any holes in his game. Unless you want to pick on his blocking, which I'm not going to do. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not getting into that. Okay, he shows effort when he blocks. That's good enough for me. He ain't out there to block. (laughs) Right. Okay, so um, I don't see any flaws in his game. He can run every route. He plays inside. He plays outside. Um, You name the route, um, whether it be a hard break at the top of the route. 
um, whether it be a double move, which we will get into with that 84-yard just evisceration. Yes, I was just going to say that. Okay, of, of the, the near safety. Um, but, um, again, routes with speed cuts, uh, routes where he breaks down at the top, it does the hard break. You name it, he does it. He catches the ball, perfect hands technique. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, always has the proper hands technique for where the ball is located. Tracks the ball well. Um, is a hands catcher, to say the least. To say the least, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably an understatement. Every week um, I'm yelling at my television because I can't believe what I saw, all those crazy plays that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, great after the catch. I mean, look, we can go on and on. I agree that I don't see a weakness in his game. Okay. Now, here's the rub. You are leaping over a lot of people mm-hmm. that have played <laughs> decades plus in this league. <laughs> right. Okay, and have been uncoverable for that stretch of time. Look, I'll say this. I've been watching sport long enough to know you don't see it coming until it comes. People always seem unstoppable. And then, boom, well, not always, but sometimes they see unstoppable, uh, unstoppable, and then, poof, the defense figures something out, and it slows them down, right? It may, it slows them down. Okay. Um, do I believe that's going to happen to Odell? No, but look, I need that, a greater, I need a greater body of work, GM. Okay, that was my question, Scott. I was going to pose that question to you right there. Do you truly believe that mm-hmm. this will slow down? Do you believe that there's an answer for this. Do you believe there's enough scheming and talent on a defense that can handle this? No, especially not with the rules the way they are. Exactly. I did a lot of this talk um, in the, the NBA stuff I've done about the rule changes, hands-off league in the NBA. In the NFL, we see it every week. Um, these poor defensive backs really can't touch folks and you know even and the thing that that's just it's impossible to cover Odell Beckham if you can't get your hands on him you can't oh reroute him really can I mean you, you 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 can try it and some guys can do it and get in them and, and kind of do that sort of thing even in the game um to discuss the the Monday night game the Dolphin game um first half it was it was largely bracket coverage and 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 we talked about bracket coverage with Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, right. Right. But it's a different kind of thing going on with Odell where teams want to take away the big play with him, whereas Randall Cobb kind of works underneath and does his thing there. Right, right. Um, but as we all well know and we saw, ODB had hit you for 80 yards, right? So what was happening is Brent Grimes, who, who did, uh, who got the, the, the large amount of work on, on Odell Beckham, um, would take the sideline away. So he was sort of in a zone kind of look. Okay. And then the near safety had deep responsibility to the inside. Okay. okay. So in the first half, he, he was a little slow. He started slowly. Um, he did have a 40-yard pass he caught, which where the free safety inexplicably bit up on Will Ty. <laughs> Will Ty of all yeah, people. Let that, let that sink in. I, I, in, in. In the safeties, no, I can't really defend it, but here's, here's what was likely going through the safety's mind. I believe Will Ty had caught maybe three passes in a row or on three straight. Yeah, maybe three in a row. He had caught a few passes and maybe the, the near safety said, I've had it with this. I'm yeah. taking this away. Yeah, well, he did except he left Mr. Brent Grimes 
all alone. He hung him out the dry. And Brent Grimes is a really good corner, folks. So this is not like he yes. is you know, out there yeah. and I was covering him. Yeah, he's a very good corner. Doesn't get the press and the ink, um, but he's a really good corner. But um, that was a lot of the first half. The second half, largely in the third quarter, they allowed Brent Grimes to kind of go head up on Odell. Okay, a little press man. Okay. okay. Um, and he did a, a, a really good job on him. Okay. Um, Giving him problems uh, where he could off right, of the he, line he, of scrimmage. Exactly. He was getting his hands on him, getting up in him. You know, even o- Odell would get his – he got his hands on one ball. He knocked it out because the, he, he was able to close the gap and, right. and kind of um, somewhat neutralize – and that's a strong word – but somewhat neutralized the separation skills that o- Odell Beckham has. And he did catch a six-yard touchdown on just a beautiful out mm-hmm. um, it, where he got a step on Brent Grimes. I mean, he didn't obliterate him, but he got a step on him. Eli hit him. And Eli is, is a great quarterback for ODB because Eli's going to take the chance, <laughs> he's right? He's going to feed him, right. He's, yeah, right. he is not playing around, right. okay? Right. So he's not one of these. Let me let me ask you this, Scout. Um, just going back to this this point, uh, I would say, why if they kind of, you know, take away the the short touchdown, but why if they kind of held him in check in the first half, why switch it up and press him? Uh, doesn't that leave you more susceptible to if that pre- if he beat you on that press now? he's all alone and the safety has to deal with whatever he's going to do. And that could really create some issues. Well, don't get me wrong. It was safety help. I mean, it was a deep safety, you know, one time it was a single high guy, you know, so it wasn't a, it wasn't the deep halves you have with the cover too, but, um, but nevertheless, you can't run the same thing over and over again either. Right. 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 So you do have to, you know, if you're a defensive coordinator, I'd imagine, cause I'm not one, I'm just, I don't want to speak for them, but you, you do want to, yeah, you want to show Eli, who's a veteran, successful veteran, very good quarterback. You want to show him different looks. Right. Um, now the thing about it is he had an 84 yard pass, touchdown pass. I believe he caught in the fourth quarter, quarter. Od- Odell did. Yes. And, this double move, this was a return to the um, the the bracket kind of look. And I believe they had um, a backup corner on him. Oh, Grimes wasn't on him this one? Grimes wasn't on him. I don't know if Grimes was on, was on the field, but they had Jamar Taylor on him. Okay. Um, and he was to, again, he had the same responsibility. It looked like he was to take the sideline away and the safety was supposed to bracket on the inside. Okay. The problem is <laughs> Odell, okay, feigned a square in. Okay. Safety bites up. Boom. Game over. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if folks, if you have, um, what is it? Um, the NFL rewind. And yeah. you're, if you have a subscription to that, go into the coach's film and just look at that play from the all 22 angle and look at what Odell does. It is remarkable. Now, here's the thing about best ever returning to that. These guys, these guys, no, no, no. I mean, I'm making fun of you, GM, but I understand. I don't see how you slow the guy down either. But, right. um, what I will say, and, and, and you know, I, I do not get into the best ever stuff. Um, I think he could get to a point where I can, where I'll say there's no one better. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really the top of the heat for the scout? What everyone knows, the scout doesn't say anyone's the best ever. Yada right. yada. You got, right. him the, you got him in the tier. You put him right. in the tier. 
Right. The, the thing is, there's, those guys are so different. I mean, when we talk about the Calvin Johnsons, um, the Julio Joneses, um, even if we go back to the Jerry Rices, who is, I think, ironically enough, the same size as Odell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Um, you name it, whoever you want to bring up. Um, you know, we put A.J. Green in that class. Um, I know I'm forgetting some people. Sterling Sharp comes to mind prior to, obviously, he had the neck injury. He had a great career. Guys like that, um, they're all so unique. Some right. people would put Antonio Brown there. I would put him a notch below. Maybe right. I would agree. I would agree. Because I think he's a, he's a he's a volume guy. Um, but, I mean, even looking at a guy, like, how do I compare Odell Beckham to Megatron? I mean, yeah. How do I, I do that? I know. It, it is hard to do. And that's, and that's why I'm willing to back off just a slight bit on my statement because I like the approach to say, how am I going to prove that he's the best ever? Uh, but I can't say that he's not or he's yeah. he definitely is one of the best that I've ever seen. Right. So, again... Right. The, the GM Let me is ask you this. caught up in the moment. And I, Let me ask you this. All right. Because that class he came in with is insane. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. The 2014 class. I mean, folks, do you want me to go down the list? You want me to just name a few from that class? I mean, the first wide receiver taken was, you know, a, a guy we love who was finally starting to get the support from his stinking organization. Sammy Watkins. Sammy, right? yeah, Sammy finally. That draft, right. But he's had a great, what, four weeks, three, four weeks here. Yeah. Kind of really showing. And just to toot our own, our horn, GM, we kind of hinted at that early on, right? Yes, we did. And, you know, the thing is, it, you know what it took? It's, it's weird, but Sammy had to basically step up and cry a little bit or, you know, right. yell <laughs> and say, look, uh, what – it's crazy that he has to do this. Like they traded a first rounder the next that their first rounder that year and a first rounder the next year for Sammy. So why is it that he wouldn't be fed? Like the or, the Buffalo Bills organization just puzzles me at times. I know it does you. Yes. Uh, for the guy to have to stand up and say, "Look, throw me the ball, get me the ball. What are we doing? Not get me the ball." They they listen and look what he's done the last couple of weeks. It's absolutely insane. And, you know, the thing about that, um, I've kind of been talking about, especially I did a, um, a, a scout's playbook, and I went into regime changes and organizational inconsistency, right? And the, the regime that gave up those picks for Sammy is gone, right? Right. That's right. Right. So, you know, players get caught in limbo. And I talked a lot about this on, on the last podcast. You know, you guys can download that if you want to hear the scout ramble when the GM GM was on, away on official business. Apparently he was away being brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but nevertheless, the, you know, it's a lot of things that go into creating, a, a, I'll call it a nurturing environment for a talent, even a guy like Sammy Watkins. Right. So yeah. my question is, and I'll just stop right here with that class. I'll continue on as we after I pose this question. Sammy was the guy coming out in this class as they're all in that draft. Um, Beckham, Odell went 12th, and sandwiched in between them was Mike Evans, right? Right, Mike Evans. Again, a different kind, different kind of guy from Sammy and Odell. Um, so you have, if, if I were to swap, we're going to go hypothetical. If I were to swap Sammy Watkins with Odell Beckham, okay, okay Sammy's playing with Eli. Odell's 
stuck in Buffalo. Uh, What's what kind of conversation are we having? Yeah, I know. It's it would it, look. Sammy would be putting up the same type of volume that right. Odell is putting up. I mean, numbers wise, but you know we're not stat people, so we agree that the stats would probably be. Sammy Watkins could produce the same volume stat-wise that Odell could if he were playing with Eli. That's a yes. Yes. But, and Thomas, you know us, it's the how. How is it done, right? Right. So, Odell versus Sammy. You got Odell a slight edge. Is there a gap? Hmm. What do you think, GM? What do you think? I, I have I have Odell. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I have Odell over Sammy. And you know when we were preparing for our dynasties, drafts, and all that stuff. Right. Odell was my standout. That there's something about and and this is more your category. That's why you're the scout. Um, and, and you look at these guys a lot closer than I do. But I take a look, see what I can find, bring it to you, get the approval and move on. So, I'm looking at Odell Beckham, and something just seemed so right about Odell Beckham. And I brought him to you, if you remember. I said, this kid... Yeah, you can, you can tell the full story if you want. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'll never forget this story. Go ahead. I like when you tell it better, actually. Okay, I'm so... Hearing it. You texted me and asked me, had I seen the LSU receiver? I think that's what you called him in the initial text. And I was like, yeah, I saw him. I saw him. He doesn't move me. He was all right. Yeah. But I was talking about Jarvis Landry's good buddy, right? Jarvis Landry, who is another conversation because he is, you know, really turns into something I didn't see with him when he came out. But right. the point is, I was like, yes, I saw him. Big deal. What is the GM talking about? I don't know what he's looking at. <laughs> so I remember I said, I'll give him a second look. Because, you know, the, I mean, the GM flatters me, but the GM has a good eye too. Yeah. So I gave him a second look. So I look up Odell Beckham. And I am blown away. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized I'm looking at the wrong guy. The wrong guy, right. So it was Odell Beckham the whole time. Right. And if you remember, I had watched him for a bit. And I don't know when I texted you this, but I think I texted you, is he better than Sammy? Question mark. You That's remember that? That's correct. That is exactly what you wrote me. <laughs> right. That is exactly what and if you, people, if you remember, Sammy Watkins was hands down the guy coming out. Yeah, and by the way, folks, this is before the draft. This is before knowing what team right. we went to and all those things. So, and uh, do you want to tell your story about the backlash you got? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so foolishly, <laughs> I committed a crime. I, you know, you don't take that type of information and share it with your friends. It's only for the connoisseurs, right? It's only for right. You yeah, it's only for the connoisseurs, which are my true friends, by the way. Yes, you don't share that with the guys you're drafting against in those dynasty leagues. But <laughs> there's a uh, there's a couple guys I spoke to, and uh, and I was like, I love the Sodell Beckham kid, man. This kid looks like he has it. It looks like everything that he's doing in the college game will work in the pros and blah 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 and the backlash I got was and this was two particular people especially I heard the same thing LSU receivers they don't play well against their conference look at his numbers against his conference you know things like that 
Look at his what? Like, look at his what, GM? Look at his numbers. And I was like confused. I was like, look at his numbers. I don't look at numbers. <laughs> it's hard to even look at numbers in the pros for me, let alone college. I can't look at college numbers. Right. That's, that's crazy. I just got to look what the guy's doing on the field is what I'm thinking. And so I'm going back to them saying, you're looking at numbers and what he's doing in this conference. I'm like, man, look what this guy's doing. Look at his movement. Look at yes. the way he catches the ball. Look at his technique. You know, those kind of things that you've, you've taught me, Scout. And uh, so we had that argument. And, of course, I was able to uh, swipe him up in, like, a ton of drafts. Yeah, I think I did. I picked him up in a few, too, because people were not. And there were a few of these, you know, stat geeks that were down. They were writing these articles about his numbers versus SEC competition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. At where there could be, we talk about this all the time, connoisseurs. There could, there could be a myriad of reasons why his numbers aren't where they are. Chief among them, maybe the coach, the opposing coach wants to take him away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he plays in a conference with Nick Saban, who is a, a mastermind in, in as far as secondary play. I mean, and that's just, you know, look, stop looking. I'm not going to go into the numbers thing, but point is. Yeah, in the numbers in the college. In the minority. We were in the minority. Yeah, the- yeah, the numbers in the college thing is just unacceptable talk on, on this show. That is for sure. Yes, connoisseurs, we know that. We don't do that here. But, um... He was the best. I believe I said this on um, an earlier cast. He was the best route runner I had seen on a college level. And I think before him, I thought DeAndre Hopkins was at Clemson. Right. right. Yep. And, and I saw Odell Beckham, right? And the balance, um, the ability, the stop start ability, um, the fluidity, the movement, like you said. It's just, ah, the guy is. And, and you know what? One of the big things about him, he's what, 5'11? Mm-hmm. Here's one of the things that sets him apart, maybe even from a Jerry Rice. Look, I'm 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 drinking the same Kool Aid. Yeah, look at you uh, coming right over to the dark GMA. side. I love it. All right, but listen, here's the thing. <laughs> He's a small receiver, and he has those small receiver movements. He has that small receiver game, right? He has that jitterbug. Mm-hmm. But he also can play like a big receiver. He has really long arms for his size. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the measurements are, but they're long. His hands are huge, and he'll high point and play big. Yep. So he's not a, a what you would call a, a, a ground receiver or a turf receiver or whatever terminology you want to use. He is an alpha dog in a 5'11", 185, 187-pound body because he can play in the air. He can play the horizontal game, and he can play the vertical game. We talk about being open horizontally and open vertically. Odell's open on both accounts the majority of the time. And and you know what? I'm going to say this. You just brought up the the greatest point, too, to back up the way that I'm feeling right now. The euphoric feeling of Odell Beckham that I'm feeling right now is he can dominate at the point of a catch, Mm -hmm. which defies everything we know about receivers his size being able to do. Yes. He can dominate at the point of a catch like a Calvin, a Demarius, Mm -hmm. because he does not get beat. He does not get beat by corners. I just don't see corners beat. Well, maybe not Calvin, but Calvin is like three feet taller. (laughs) He is. He's he's so huge. But again, I'm not seeing an issue with Odell Beckham. I don't see an issue with him being able to high point a ball or absolutely you know, with, not with the corner giving him issues in and, and shutting him down. Never, never do I. And see we've it. seen the one handed catch ability, right? 
So that and when you can catch the ball with one hand, that adds extension. Right? It's, it's like when you rebound. If you go up with one hand, you can extend further than when you go up with two hands. Right, exactly. Right? So that's another element because he catches the ball so easily with one hand. That's another thing. Catching the ball easily, transitioning to a runner, not this double catching we see out of receivers, right? Right. Especially with the way the rules are, even though they got him with one a couple of weeks ago. Is that New England? But we ain't going to go into that. But yeah, the point yeah, is, yeah. I agree with you. There, I don't see holes. But... We can't give him the Burger King, the connoisseurs of sport crown. <laughs> okay, we just can't put him on Mount Olympus just yet. Okay, just yet. I mean, we're, we're not even <laughs> we're not even two seasons in, GM. I know. Let me ask you this, and I know you, this is gonna you, this is not your style, but I'm gonna ask you this: Is uh-huh. the best hands that you've ever seen the best hands technique, the best catching ability? Yes. And this is not your yes. thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've never seen anything like it. And I'm not just talking about that catch. We're all tired of seeing Maybe I'm not tired of seeing it, but the one they won't let go. I forgot about that catch by now. I've no, seen you 10 after. No way. No way you forgot it. It's not just that one. You know, that's like his 81-point game like Kobe had. That's like his 81-point right. game. But he has a series of 70 and 60-point catches. <laughs> 64 right. games, right? Right. You know, it's it's not a fluke. That's the thing. It's not, you know, you see a guy, he catches it, you know, one hand, they catch you like, all right, nice catch, but you don't see it again for three years. No. Right. <laughs> he, it's not he, an accident. It's not an accident. Does, yes, he does this. It's part of his game. Right. So, yeah. um, so again, the love signing for Odell, but let's, let's talk about 2014 again. Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, who is that kind of, uh, that, uh, that, that larger, um, Calvin Johnson-ish receiver. He's yeah. struggling this year with his hands. He is. He's dropping a lot of balls now. Dropping a lot was, of balls. There was talk going into the season that the num- numbers, I'm going to say numbers, the numbers might struggle a little bit based on uh, the rookie quarterback in James Winston. Of oh, the, the clutch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He's doing so, all right, though. He's doing all right. He's, he's he a little clumsy. Uh, his footwork makes me cringe, but... And I say all right. this, and I say all this to say that it's actually the numbers might be struggling a bit because of Evans himself. That ball is getting there. It is. And I think he leads the league in drops. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. And oh. even still, he's having it numbers wise. You know, he's at 57 catches, 889, about 900 yards. Um, the touchdowns aren't there from his rookie year, but the catches and the yards, he'll probably exceed. But he's not playing. That doesn't mean he's playing well, right? That's why the danger of these numbers, folks. Yeah, it is. It's it's scary. So, uh, do we think that Mike Evans has a problem from here on out, or is he just having some kind of concentration issues? Yeah, um, it's his second year again. He's gonna do. Yeah, concentration. He's gonna people are people are gonna play him differently. I've seen him kind of get into it with with defensive backs. Yeah, a lot this year. Brandon Brandon Browner most recently this week. They kind of got into it, and he got a personal foul penalty. So That's once right. you once you excel in the league, they're gonna come for you. They're yeah. gonna rattle you. They're gonna get even Odell a couple a few weeks ago against Buffalo had some issues, right? Allegedly kicking people, and the Buffalo guys 
uh, Gilmore and some of those guys came out and said he was, you know, a little strange. You know, want you to touch him. You know, kind of that, that conjecture. But yeah, th- the point is they're going to disrupt you or try to frustrate you, right? And Mike Evans isn't handling that so well. Having said that, do I think he is an elite talent? And do I, do I think he'll figure it out? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> and you know, we gotta let these to- people grow up, man. We gotta, you know, you can have a bad season. They're human. You got a bad day at work, don't you? Right, that's true. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't, but you know, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, last year we saw it early with. Uh, with Odell, uh, these defensive backs really, really giving them a lot of crap mm-hmm. after the play and being really yep. physical with them after the play and, you know, after he was out of bounds. So they're going to give them that physicality and it's how you handle it. See, that's another reason right. why I'm on this Odell train right now is because no matter how much they give him, Last year, this year, you know they're going to give it to can continuously give it to him. He's been mm-hmm. able to even excel and and progress in a way that, with that type of bullying, that I would say that that he might be seeing. Uh, whereas Mike Evans might not be handling so well. Mike right. Evans is the truth. So defensive backs know that, and coordinators know that, and they're going to give him the business like he is. Yeah. The truth. And how and you know, handle it. That's an excellent point you bring up. I didn't think about it that way. Odell, because he was so successful, and really that catch was that a Monday, a Sunday night game? It was the one handed catch. The catch heard around the world really elevated him in the consciousness of everyone. So right. he became this this shooting star, even to people who aren't necessarily diehard NFL fans, right? That's it was right. a national game. He makes this catch on national TV. Everyone knows Odell now. So other players take exception to that. Of course. So as you said, maybe, I believe, maybe the next week, week after, I remember a Rams game where they were really, oh. really going at him, and he didn't handle it well. Yeah, on the sideline. I, re- I remember right. watching the game with you, and, yep. you know, it was after the catch, and he would go out of bounds, and they were real physical with him on the sideline. And, you know, he's a young, he's a young man. And yes. He was reacting to it. Yeah, he's reacting to it in a way that a young person would or even anyone. I mean, they were bullying him. They were they were giving him the business because that's what you have to do to rattle a guy that's great. That talented, right? You gotta try to do it, yeah. Yeah, so and 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 that's the thing, and I I see what you're saying. He met that dealt with it, had his his valley there, and he's overcome it. So yeah. he's shown that mentally he can focus and come through that. Mike Evans is in the midst of that right now. Yeah, yeah. His right? was a little bit more delayed, even though Mike Evans was dominating last year. I mean, with McCown at quarterback, I think yeah. he got all those uh-huh. touchdowns. So, you know, he had 12, he, I believe he had 12 of them last year. He did. He had 12 yeah. as a rookie and dominating. So they know that he's now the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the best player on the field. So they're going to give him all the attention, you know, and Vincent Jackson helped him a lot last year. Vincent Jackson, yes. I think, has missed a couple games this year. Yeah, he's uh, on so, a downside. downside. Another, another great receiver, Vincent yeah, Jackson. Great he's had a receiver, wonderful career. Veteran. Yeah, he's he's been awesome. So, And it's um, something to be said for rookies coming in and being able to learn from guys like that, whether you have Mike Evans and, like you said, Vincent Jackson on the other side. Um, even though Victor Cruz has been hurt, 
that's someone in that locker room, in you know, in that organization that can mentor Odell Beckham, right? right. That helps. That Sammy Rocket, back to Sammy. Who is he playing with? Sammy is playing with uh, Rex Ryan, who likes to run the ball. <laughs> so he has right. to play, uh, throw the ball. You know who else comes to mind? Alshon Jeffrey when Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was there. Brandon Marshall had a a, a, a huge hand in in his development. So yeah. that again, we're going back to organization, consistency, the climate you develop in. All these things matter. And I, I again, this I revisit this. I talk about this all the time because it doesn't get talked about enough. Um, how these things. I mean, you can have a guy that has all the talent in the world, but yeah. if you bring him into a situation that is just deplorable and his confidence is shot yeah. and things like that happen you can turn a guy at a talent like an Odell Beckham or Sammy Watkins and he can end up being a bust right right, right. So, and then, you know you mentioned uh you mentioned uh Brandon Marshall yeah. mentoring uh Alshon Jeffrey uh Kevin White will be mm-hmm. coming up so that should be an interesting pay it forward right yeah, yeah pay it forward and he'll be his mentor type thing and Kevin White I believe they put him on he's on the full IR now I believe he's not going to play this year, but that's a guy, folks. Another uh, dynasty tidbit. Yep. Go after about him. him. Yeah, yeah he's him. a guy because he has all the talent. He, he's going to be a great receiver, barring um, uh, the health. You know, as long as the health is there, yep. I think he. No question in my mind, he'll develop into a monstrous alpha type wide. Um, just to go quickly, go through the 2014 a bit, just to give you a flavor of what came into the league. Any particular? Are you reading these in any particular order, or? I'm just going to go down right in, in draft order, so draft I'm going to read them okay. off right. And 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 people, you can just take this as this is the order they went in. Um, Sammy Watkins was one. Evans was two. This is just wideouts. Odell Beckham was the third wideout. Then we had Brandon Cooks, who is you know more more limited than these guys. I think he's a kind of a he's a good receiver, but he's yeah. not in that class, right? He's a uh, open field kind of guy um, needs yeah, speed, to be a lot of speed. It, right needs to be in a certain situation to excel. Whereas the three guys I read off before him can play in any system. Um, Ashton Cooks, say, with, I was just gonna say he works with Drew Brees, the Saints. I think the system works for him. Drew Brees yes. can feed him uh, on, and he's been he's been successful. So they they brought him in. He's been successful in that system, and that's not a knock. He uh, you know he's. His second year, he's doing well. It's Watkins Um Next up, we have the the behemoth Kelvin Benjamin, who tore his ACL out yeah. the entire season, missing all the fun in Carolina. Oh my gosh! Um, Can you imagine? <laughs> no, oh, but he had, a, he had a really good rookie year. Um, really, the first half was really good for him, and then he kind of struggled a bit going going through the second half. That's understandable. He's a rookie. Um, a guy who surprised me a bit, and you have to give the Panthers a lot of credit for the way they used him, um, because he did have some limitations coming out of school. Did a great uh, job using him. Yeah, I mean, I think his big thing was he was a physical phenomenon and all yeah. this stuff, uh, but it was, you know, he was not very polished. Uh, he had a lot of things to work on to refine yeah. coming into the pros. Uh yeah, the, the, the little things more so, right? The, the route running, um, the, the release techniques. I know he had a, some issues with getting off a of press man. Um, and I know a lot of people, you think a bigger guy, it's always a little more difficult for the bigger guys to yeah. get off a of press yeah. man. Yeah. Um, just because the techniques are just, 
they're a little easier for smaller guys to utilize the press man techniques. But um, again, Calvin Benjamin, now where he did surprise me, and then I'll get off of Calvin Benjamin, was his ability to catch the ball from contact. I saw a lot of issues with that at Florida State. He did a great job of that his rookie year, really catching the ball in traffic and, and like I said, through contact. So um, I'm going to skip kind of the guys that haven't done so well. Um, <laughs> um, Jordan Matthews, um, I'm not a huge fan, but he's done well, right, in his first yeah. year and a half yes. in the league. Yep. Quality receiver. Um, Devontae Adams has struggled a bit with an ankle, but he's a guy the Packers are very high on. Um, the next guy... <laughs> Alan Robinson. I knew, I knew you were going there. Yeah, yeah, folks. That's one I brought to your attention. Too. That is your guy, GM. Um, now, in my defense, that Penn State offense was weird, weird, weird. And it's not that I was down on him at Penn State; it's that I didn't have enough. Because I mean, obviously, I'm not a scout, so I don't get all the film that right. scouts. Get, but the games right. I was able to see. Uh, big shout out to a draft breakdown who cuts these things up. Great, um, great, yeah. I, yeah, I saw way too many of those smoke routes and those wide receiver screens. I didn't see any sustained route running or anything, so I just it was a big question mark with him and me. Yeah, um, but, but man, I'll say this: I did not. What we're seeing this year, especially, I did not see this. Uh, I liked him uh, coming out, and I know mm-hmm. you you weren't that big on it, but uh, I didn't see this like this. I'll, I'll admit that. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, he, I mean, his route running, especially at his size, I believe he's a 6'3 guy, is he? Yeah, I think he's 6'3 whatever. I mean, he's over 200 pounds. 6'3, yeah. 210, 215 maybe. Yeah, I was going to say 219, something like that. Yeah, um, the thing about him is his route running at that size, um, especially the routes that employ the speed cut type routes, um, really crisp, um, balanced, just a really, really... I think he's on his way to alpha them. Yeah, I, it, it looks that way, and that's yes. the other thing too. Is the 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 dominating at the point of catch is what I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot of this year. Oh, he has been remarkable. Yeah, his, oh. yeah, yeah. His hands technique has been amazing in traffic. In you know taking big hits too. Yeah, yeah. You he's, know he is wow. He's heck of a player. Hats off to Allen Robinson. Um, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham's boy. Yeah. Um, we, we spoke about him with the story with the Odell Beckham and me. Um, obviously, I wasn't big on Jarvis Landry, but I don't know that many were. But you know what? The Dolphins were because he went in the second round. Yep. But he is a, a wonderful possession underneath slot kind of guy. Yeah, um, one of the win. best in the game as far as an inside receiver. Really impressive guy. Um, has I do I had seen some issues with some of the drops. He had a few last night, Monday night. Um, yeah. Letting the ball again. We talk about letting the ball get into your body, letting it get to get to your pads. So I saw some of that, but uh, by and large, you're saying, you're saying he dropped a couple of his thirty targets. Yes, he did drop a few. Yes, <laughs> but nevertheless, you know he's a human being, and yeah. that happens. Uh, you know, people drop balls. I was saying that really, really good receiver. I was saying that because man, do they feed him? I mean, high yeah, volume. Yeah, they do. High it's, volume, dude. It's well, West Welkerish. Yeah, it's even though I think he's more um, robust receiver than Ben Welker was. A quick um, fantasy thing: How much yeah. do you hate playing a guy like Jarvis Landry? Eight catches, thirty-six yards, and now he's got eleven fantasy points on you. Well. Remember, I went into Monday night with a 61-point lead. Remember, I texted you this. And, you know, the scout 
Look, the scout and the GM are paranoid. Okay, folks, we could be up a hundred points, and we'd find a way to craft an idea. Well, to, to craft a loss, right? A loss, right? Because they craft a so loss. So I yeah. text you, right, and I say, "Is that enough against Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry?" Yes, I think you were and up by forty, and you had Giants. I was, up, I was up by sixty. Oh, 60, that's right, and Josh Brown. If I was up by 40, I would have lost. That's right. You had 60 <laughs> and Josh up, Brown. Yeah, I think they put up 50-some-odd points between them or something. I think Odell had 35 or so. He did. And yeah, okay, this is the full PBR, and I think Jarvis Landry had 20 or something. Yeah. I mean, so, look, they took it to the lips. They did. They did. Yeah, so um, Jarvis Landry, you move on down. A guy I'm not huge on, but he's, you know, had a pretty good – opening career, Dante Moncrief, you know, you all can have him. Um, but I'll mention his name because he has done reasonably well. After him is John Smokey Brown. <laughs> okay, speed receiver. Really done well. I'll leave it at that. Even though they're de- John Brown is just nothing but a a roadblock in in Michael, Michael Floyd's Floyd. way, in my opinion. You know, we haven't talked they're... about Mike Floyd. We and we, we won't talk. get to it. Yeah, we haven't talked about Arizona. We'll do that for you folks. We'll, we'll get Arizona in the discussion um, yeah. because they deserve to be and they need to be in it. But, right, um, just so you all know, huge Mike Floyd fans, Floyd fans, especially me, right, Gia? Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's Love right. Mike Floyd. Um, but, yeah, Smokey Brown's worth mentioning again, third-round pick. Um, a Bruce Arians guy, right? One of those midgets. <laughs> right. You know, if you go Mike Wallace and uh, uh, Antonio Brown and people like that's what he likes. Yep. But John Smokey Brown, great opening uh, uh, career. First year and a half, two years, whatever, 25 games. Uh, and going down the list, we have Martavis Bryant, fourth round pick. People love him. I'm not huge on him either, but nevertheless – really doing well. Again, these guys are haven't even finished their second seasons yet, folks. Right. I, I was going to say, this list that you're reading right now is absolutely ridiculous. It's outrageous, like, isn't it? These are all wide receiver twos and above at this point. Yep. With a ton of wide receiver ones sprinkled in here. And you know what? Before we go, before we leave the connoisseurs tonight, I want to bring up a guy that was undrafted. You know where I'm going? Who does the scout love? Who plays on the other side of Allen Robinson? Uh, yes, that's right. Hearns. <laughs> Alan Hearns. Hearns. I, I will say, yes, you always mentioned Alan Hearns to me. Yes, you have. We're going to close the show with Alan Hearns, undrafted free agent, really a dynamite young wide receiver. And that battery they have in Jacksonville with the two Allens, Robinson and Hearns. Yep. Right. Um, and, and Blake, Blake, I look 35 years old, Bortles. All right. That's, that's something to watch as far as an up and coming offense. They got, um, the tight end they paid all the money to who, um, George not, Thomas. Yeah, I don't love him, but he's a really good pass catching tight end. TJ and they got my man, TJ Yeldon, right? Who I love, who's really starting to come around. I believe early on in the season, we were like, you know, what's kind of going on with TJ? Yep. But you're yep. starting to see it again. Remember, these guys are young. The game is really fast when they come in. So the game right. slows down. He, they, got, they got a really good thing going on in Jacksonville. But I just wanted to big up my man, Alan Hearns, because he was undrafted in this year, 2014. So you can add him to the list. Right. And Jacksonville plucked him. And the rest is history. So 
I'm done, GM. I can't believe that flew. That was that time was, flew. That was fun, wasn't it? We love receivers, though. I mean, receivers are just oh, it's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, we build our teams around them, so there. It's a time just flew. We could talk about receivers forever. There's a couple yeah, we, we threw out there that we didn't even talk extensively about that we could. Uh, but yeah, that was awesome. And uh, again, it's good to have you back, brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm so. Yeah, it, it, look, it's holiday time. Yeah, GM has GM business, as we always say, but he's back. And the show is better for it, folks. So um, <laughs> we'll sign off here. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. You got anything, GM? No, I have nothing except to have uh, good luck in your fantasy playoffs. I'll say that. Yes, and hopefully you have no more injuries like me. And me and everyone else. Everyone, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, for the Connoisseur Scout GM, we out of here. Later, guys. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com. 